Writing is hard. Getting honest feedback shouldn't be. If you're looking for a way to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, I want you to check out the Spun Yarns beta reading service. They'll match your manuscript with three trusted readers, handpicked according to your needs. And then after those readers have read your manuscript, an editor curates a comprehensive report of insights and suggestions for your next draft, all in 30 days or less. And the best part? They've agreed to give you, my lovely listeners, 15% off the price of a manuscript report during the month of March. So to claim your discount and to get honest and safe feedback on your unpublished manuscript, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash the spun yarn and use code savannagilbo at checkout. And when you know who your ideal reader is, that one person who's going to love your book more than any other book, you're better equipped to write a great book for that type of person, which means you're more likely to have the kind of impact you want. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about your story's ideal reader. Specifically, we're going to cover why you need to know who your ideal reader is for each book that you write. Then we're going to go through some questions that'll help you uncover the ideal reader for your story. So first, let's talk about what an ideal reader is. An ideal reader is someone who's going to love your book as much as you love your book. They represent someone that's going to pick up your book, really enjoy reading it, recommend it to all their friends and family, and maybe even spend the time to go on Amazon or Goodreads and leave you a glowing five-star review. So basically, they are your story's future biggest fan. And something that I think is really interesting is that a lot of the writers I talk to are really worried that they're going to spend all this time writing a book and editing a book and marketing their book and that the end result is going to be nobody likes it or that it doesn't connect with people or resonate with them or deliver a specific emotional experience to the reader. And the best way to kind of get ahead of this fear is to think about your ideal reader or the person you want to impact with your story before you even start writing. Because if you don't know who your ideal reader is before you start writing, then it's really hard to expect that you're going to be able to write a story that is going to give them the emotional experience they're seeking. So now that we know what an ideal reader is and why you need to consider them before you start writing, I want to kind of walk you through the writing, editing, and publishing process as it relates to your ideal reader. So first of all, knowing your ideal reader can help you write with purpose and then edit with focus. So if you know who your ideal reader is before you start writing, it's going to be much easier for you to craft a story that's going to meet their wants, needs, and expectations. You're going to be able to create certain characters or plot events or settings or themes that are going to appeal directly to your ideal reader and your target audience, and that's going to deliver the emotional experience that he or she is looking for. And then when it comes time to edit, having an idea of who your ideal reader is, is going to help you focus on what's most important. So I think editing can be a little overwhelming for most people, but if you know who you're writing for and what that person wants, needs, and expects from a story like yours, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to get rid of any characters or settings or events or themes that won't appeal to your target audience. 
And then beyond writing and editing your book, having an idea of who your ideal reader is or who your target audience is is going to help you when it comes time to publish your book, whether you're going to go the traditional route or the self-publishing route. If part of your plan is pitching agents, then these agents are going to want to know that you understand who your target audience is, since part of their job is going to be connecting that audience with your story. If you can speak knowingly about your target audience, then agents are going to know that you've thought about the marketplace in which your book is going to enter, and this will just make the whole process of finding and pitching agents to represent your book that much easier. If you're going the self-publishing route, then understanding your target audience is going to help you market your book. So knowing who your target audience is will enable you to figure out which communities or groups of people you should be reaching out to and how you can go about getting those people interested in your book. And when you know this kind of thing up front, it's going to save you a lot of time or stress spinning your wheels and you know, wasting your energy trying to get your book in front of the wrong group of people or people who aren't really going to enjoy your book, even if it is really well written. So hopefully you guys can see that no matter where you're at in the process, having an understanding of who your ideal reader is, is really important. Now I want to share with you guys some examples of how ideal readers can help us in real life. And the first example I want to share with you is my own ideal reader for my fantasy series, whose name is Sage. She's a 17-year-old girl who lives with her family in California, and in her spare time, she likes to read books, draw or do crafts, or even hang out with animals, so whether they be her pets or random fur friends that she finds in the street. She also likes to daydream and be in nature. In general, Sage is a quiet and introverted person. She's thoughtful, she's imaginative, she's kind, and she's curious. At night, sometimes she stays up imagining all the amazing and exciting things that she wants to do in the future. But sometimes all of that imagining turns to worry because she thinks about things like, what if I'm never good enough or smart enough to accomplish my big dreams? Or what if I'm always overlooked when it comes to new opportunities because I'm so quiet? More than anything else in the world, Sage wishes that life could be a little bit more like the stories she reads. She wants to live in a world where good people prosper, even if they're introverted, and where anything is possible if you try hard enough and have hope. So knowing the type of person I want to impact with my story, I can use my ideal reader or sage as a guiding light when I write and edit my book. So for example, if I end up with some kind of random subplot about the politics in my story's world and I start to feel like I'm veering off course or that, you know, something doesn't feel right... I can step back and ask myself, is this something that Sage would even care about or want to read in a book? And if the answer is no, just just identifying that and just knowing that is enough to help me get back on track. And usually these things that Sage won't be interested in are things that I don't really care about either. They're just parts of my story that have taken on a life of their own and kind of spiraled out of control. So hopefully you can see how understanding Sage and her wants and needs helps me stay on track and write a story that works. Now, the next example I want to walk you through is from a writer friend of mine who ended up making some big changes to her book based on some feedback she got. She decided to completely switch up who the main character was in her book. So originally, she had planned on focusing the story around a young male character. But after, you know, time away and feedback from other people, she decided to 
put the focus more on this older woman in her story. So she rewrote the whole thing and at first she felt really good. She had kind of absorbed everyone's feedback and agreed that this older woman was more fun or maybe more colorful. So she, you know, initially felt pretty good about the decision to make her the main character instead of the young male. So then a few weeks went by and she started to second guess her decision to the point where she was no longer happy about the decision she made. So we jumped on a quick call and she kind of, she just told me what she had done. She switched her main character to another and we started kind of just chatting about the story in general. And I asked her, okay, so who is the target audience for your story? Like, who are you hoping to impact with your story? Who are you hoping will read this book and be like, man, this is a good story and this author totally gets me. And she told me and I said, okay, well, is that ideal reader going to care? Are they going to be able to empathize with this new main character you have or or not, right? And long story short, she realized that no, her other main character, the younger male, was who her target audience is naturally going to latch on to and the lesson that that character learns throughout the story is a lesson that she actually wanted to share with a very specific type of person going through a very specific type of struggle. So by changing her main character, her story became irrelevant to that original audience that she had written the story for. And had she gone with this big change, had she gone with the older woman as her main character, her story would likely never fall into the hands of the readers that she most wanted to impact with the story. So hopefully you can see that by going back to the person that this writer wanted to impact the most with their story, she was able to kind of course correct and get back to the root of the real story she wanted to tell. So you might be thinking, okay, this all makes sense. It all sounds good, but how do I go about figuring out who my ideal reader is? When it comes to developing an ideal reader profile for your story, there are about 10 or so questions that I like to consider. And if you guys don't want to take notes, there is a freebie for this episode, so you can download that at savannagilbo.com forward slash reader. And this freebie has all of the questions we're about to go over as well as space for you to work through the answers so that you can get crystal clear on who your ideal reader is. So first, I want you to consider what is your ideal reader's name and where do they live? Then I want you to think about how old your ideal reader is. And this is really important because it can help you determine the target age range for your book. So for example, if your ideal reader is 16 and your protagonist is around 16, then probably writing a young adult book. The third question I want you to think about is what kind of personality do you imagine your ideal reader having? So are they outgoing? Are they shy? Are they optimistic or pessimistic? Are they goal-oriented or more passive? These questions are really fun too because they can help you create a protagonist that readers can see themselves in, which in turn is going to help your reader connect to your protagonist. Question number four. When your ideal reader can't sleep at night, what kind of things are keeping them up? So what is he or she afraid of or what do they worry about? These questions are also great because you can let your answers inform your story. So for example, maybe you can show your protagonist dealing with some of these fears or challenges and then overcoming them, which will in turn helpfully inspire them to overcome their own hardships or challenges or fears. Question number five. What does your ideal reader want or hope for more than anything else in the world? 
So if your ideal reader could wave a magic wand and make anything happen, what would he or she do? Or what would he or she change about the world or their situation in life? And then question number six is, how do you imagine your story helping your ideal reader either overcome some of those fears or challenges? Or how do you imagine your story inspiring them to go after what they want in life? So basically, how do you imagine your story impacting your ideal reader? And then once you understand who your ideal reader is, you can start to consider what he or she likes to read. So question number eight is, what kind of books does your ideal reader like to read? Or what other books has your ideal reader enjoyed that are similar to the story you're going to write? And then question number nine, I want you to consider what your ideal reader's favorite book is. So what book do they love most of all? And then question number 10, I want you to think about how that particular book makes your ideal reader feel. So why does your ideal reader love this one book so much? And why does he or she read it over and over again? Or why does your ideal reader recommend it to their friends? And these questions are really great because not only do they help you get to know what your ideal reader reads and why, but they can also help you start to identify some comp titles or comparative titles for your book. So comparative titles are the books in the market that are the most like the story you're writing. And these comp titles will come in handy if you plan to pitch agents in the future. And something that comes up around this time when I talk to writers about their ideal reader is this question of, well, what about everybody else? Like, what if I want my story to appeal to a wide range of people instead of just one person? So here's my thoughts on this. You can't and you really shouldn't try to please everybody with your story. You can certainly hope that everybody's going to love the book you put out into the world, but you really need to start out with a much smaller, more narrowly defined group of people who have certain wants, needs, and expectations. Because when you know who your ideal reader is or the one person who's going to love your book the most then you'll be better equipped to write a great book for that type of person, which means you're more likely to have that kind of impact that you want. And the cool thing about that is if you write a book that can have that kind of impact on your ideal reader, you're going to find that your story will end up in the hands of multiple versions of your ideal reader. So as much as your ideal reader will love your book, there are going to be multiple versions or variations of your ideal reader that are going to be drawn to your book too. I want you to think about something like the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. I mean, she didn't she didn't start out by saying, I'm going to write this book series that's going to appeal to everyone and their mother, right? She probably started out thinking, I'm going to write this book about an 11-year-old boy for an audience that's pretty similar to Harry. And it just so happens that her books were so well done that teens and adults all over the world fell in love with them too. Another question that comes up is, should I be creating a new ideal reader profile each time I start a new story? Or does the ideal reader stay the same for all the stories I write? And those are really great questions and the answer depends on what you're doing. So for example, if you're going to be switching genres, like say you always write romance and now you're going to start writing mystery, then you would need to identify an ideal reader for your romance and for your mystery books. And that's just because those two types of readers are going to have different wants, needs, and expectations from your story. Now, if you're writing something in the same genre, you might find that you have the same ideal reader profile across all your books, and that's fine too. The key is to think about what that one perfect person 
Like if you could find the one perfect reader for your book, what kinds of things are they going to want, need, and expect? And usually you'll be able to determine if you need a different ideal reader profile just by thinking about that. Okay, so I know we just went over a lot of things and I wanted to quickly recap before we end today's episode. So number one, your ideal reader is the one person who wants, needs, and will love your book just as much as you do. Number two, when you know who your ideal reader is before you write, it's going to be way easier to craft a story to meet their wants, needs, and expectations and give them that emotional experience they're looking for. Number three, it's going to be easier to edit your work when you know who your ideal reader is because it's a whole lot easier to get rid of any characters or plot events or settings that aren't going to appeal to your target reader. Number four, if you can speak knowingly about your target audience, agents are going to know that you've put in some thought about the marketplace in which your book is about to enter. And this is going to make the process of finding and pitching agents that much easier. Number five, if you're going the route of self-publishing, understanding your target audience is going to help you market to that audience. It'll be a lot easier for you to figure out which communities you should be reaching out to and how you can get those people interested in your book so that you don't spin your wheels or waste your time. And most importantly, I want to remind you that you can't and you shouldn't try to please everybody with your story. As much as you can hope that everybody's going to love your book, you need to start out with a much smaller, more narrowly defined group of people who have certain wants, needs, and expectations so that you can do your best to meet them and write a story that works. Okay, that's it for me today. Don't forget that you can download the freebie for this episode at savannagilbo.com forward slash reader. The freebie has all the questions we've been over today in this episode, as well as the space for you to work through your answers. By the end of the worksheet, you should be crystal clear on who your ideal reader is. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.